All right, another week of the Locked On Syracuse podcast. Thanks so much for listening. As always, today's episode is brought to you by rockauto.com. Amazing selection, reliably low prices, and all the parts your car will ever need at rockauto.com. Tim Leonard, Tyler Aki, I'm back, Ty. Thanks a lot. Welcome for, back, yeah. Tim. We're holding you down know, the I may need to go to. I, I think I went to Rock Auto and dialed up a Tim Leonard because this show needs its, it's Tim Leonard back right now. So glad you enjoyed your vacation too. Yeah, a well deserved week off. Where, where were you, where were you hopping around last week? I was all over Massachusetts playing some golf. It was as good as it sounds. It was really a nice uh, debrief, nice relaxing. week. I saw what your Instagram story. Yeah, you, you had a couple nice swings in you. Oh, thank you, thank you. Yeah, it wasn't bad. Uh, getting up there, seeing some family, playing some golf. It was good, and I appreciate you uh, doing all the podcasts by yourself. Seemed like you had some good news. To well, yeah, I mean, week, the though. podcast did itself last week with the news <laughs> of John Wildhack and, and all the other stuff. So. It, the podcast pretty much recorded itself. It wasn't me. All right. Well, it's good to be back here, and we do have a lot of news to discuss this week again. And you know, we'll get into some recruiting news in the back half of the show because Syracuse did pick up another defensive line commit. Elijah Fuentes is a New York product that they grabbed. We'll tell you all about him in sort of the latter half of the show. We want to start today though and dive into the eligibility rule that came out. Basically, the blanket waiver as the NCAA is calling it, that allows all fall fall sports athletes to now get an extra year of eligibility, regardless of if they play this season or if their team has canceled their season or if their conference has canceled their season. So whether Syracuse plays or not, which, amazing, what are we, under three weeks now until UNC? It's, Mm -hmm. It's coming in hot. So we'll obviously be updating you guys on kind of what the temperature is surrounding college football happening this week, because I'm sure we'll get some news in that regard. But this eligibility thing, kind of interesting. I, You know, we saw this with, obviously, in the spring and the lacrosse team. We've seen a couple guys say, I'm going to come back and give it a go for men's lacrosse and women's lacrosse, two big programs at Syracuse. But I, I don't know. What, what was your initial reaction to this? Because I'm kind of torn. It's good for Syracuse and it's bad. The more you look into it, I can't really get a gauge on how I feel about it altogether. So I've got two trains of thoughts off of this. I'll start in the short term because I think in the short term, this is not going to be good for Syracuse. And when I say short term, I really only mean this 2020 season because we had heard the reports. And again, Syracuse has been one of the more active schools in standing up for the players and stuff like that. But we have also heard that there are a couple starters and some key reserves that will likely sit out this season now that there's some clarity as to what their eligibility is going to be. So if that's the case, then I would imagine Syracuse is going to be docked a couple of players for this upcoming 2020 season and some important players for this upcoming 2020 season. So I think that really hurts them in the short term. But long term, I think this is something that is actually going to help this team out a lot for a number of reasons. First of all, we're going to see a lot of transfer traffic in the next year. So, And I think Syracuse, they're not necessarily going to have guys filtering out, but they could be picking some guys up. And we're probably also going to see at some point the immediate eligibility after transferring in the next year or so, I'd imagine that's next on the NCAA's uh, desk. But you're going to see a number of players, especially players from big-name schools who thought they could come in, maybe play right away because someone's graduating, 
But that's not the case anymore. And so maybe they're going to want out and go to a place where they can step in and emerge right away. And I think Syracuse could be a, a landing spot for a guy. Maybe, especially think about the receiver position, too, where we've seen guys kind of be one-year wonders. Syracuse has uh, but, a very, yeah. very good track record of producing transfers. I mean, think about the guys that they have brought in these last couple of years that have been really good. Elton Robinson, Amba Edatawu, Ryan Guthrie. The list goes on and on of these guys who have come in and have really filled a gap that this Orange team needed. So I think that's something that is going to help them in the long term because they're going to be able to bring in some guys that they never really would have had before, but they're talented players, and they can make an impact from day one for this Orange team. Yeah, hopefully they will be able to get a certain Florida offensive lineman to start next yeah, season. Hmm. If the you know the NCAA acted pretty swiftly on this whole let's give the blanket waiver, which props to them, but it almost frustrates you a little because it's like, oh, we can do that so quickly, which obviously that is the pressing issue, but we can't get other waivers passed. We can't get this transfer rule. Yeah, Syracuse doesn't out. know who one of its guards is going to be, and I'm talking football guards is going to be for week one because of how long this is taking. Yeah. Just let that sink in for a little bit. I mean, it it's under three weeks away. Like, I, I don't know what could possibly have changed their mind at this point. Like, just give us the decision because it's a big one for Syracuse. We're talking about, quite simply, probably the biggest position on the field for the Orange outside of quarterback going into next season. And... Honestly, the X factor of the season, potentially. So anyway, we right. we could have a whole podcast on that. But you mentioned how Syracuse, it's good and bad for them. I would say the good thing is, I think it's going to maybe hurt the Ohio States and the LSUs and the Oregons and those big-time programs a little bit more because they're going to run into this conundrum of, okay, we've got this blue-chip five-star recruit, and he wants to come, and he wants to play right away. He wants to develop. He wants to get his NFL draft stock up. And if he isn't playing right away, he can go wherever he wants and play right away somewhere else. And it's going to be this weird sort of discussion that coaches at these higher-level programs are going to have to have with their seniors. And it's going to be like a polite, hey, I... I know you've been great for us. We'd love to have you back, but the only downside of you coming back is we got this five-star quarterback that's waiting in the wings, and we kind of want to make sure we've got the whole plan for when you leave all set up. So it's a weird one, right, for those big-time programs. I don't think that's going to be the case as much for Syracuse, though, because quite frankly, they don't have as many of those big-time recruits. Although I guess some of the poll for a four-star coming to Syracuse is if you come to Syracuse, like a Deuce Chestnut, who we're all excited about, he is probably going to play right away. Now, I think someone like him will still play right away regardless of eligibility and all that, but I do think it, it might hurt the bigger programs a little bit. And one of the caveats here that's worth mentioning with this new blanket waiver is the fact that you can't just ax someone's scholarship just because they're sitting out or or they're coming back to play a, a year after. So the seniors aren't going to count against the scholarship total next season, but that doesn't mean they're not taking up a roster spot or a starting spot in the 11-on-11s. The so 
that's where you run into the problem. And I think you're right. We could be seeing a real issue at some of these bigger schools. And Syracuse, they've got the Power 5 pedigree. They don't really have the the same Power 5 level talent that the upper echelon sure. of these schools have or even upper echelon of the ACC has. And they could be some of the – I mean – they could be getting leftovers, but it's like having a leftover steak or a leftover pizza in the fridge. Like That's good stuff that you want to bring in for the next season, and they could be the real benefactor from this entire process. Yeah, I'll pull up the list of seniors in just a second. Those are the guys we have to now focus on because they could come back after this year for another year of eligibility. So we'll key in on those guys. Before we do that, got to tell you about our friends at rockauto.com. They saved me again this past week as I made my road trip all the way up the East Coast, the lovely 12, well, 14-hour drive on the way back to Massachusetts, which was no fun. I had to prepare and make sure the car was ready to go. I went to rockauto.com, and I did get some wiper fluid, which was huge because it rained kind of like cats and dogs both there and back, which made the drive a little bit worse. That's never fun. But it was great to have the wiper fluid. really came in handy, and it was very easy to access it by going right to rockauto.com, got here in a timely manner, and I did not have to worry about driving and going to an auto parts store right now and maybe possibly getting ripped off or maybe possibly having to just go there just for them to tell me as they look at the exact same interface as rockauto.com has that they will have to order the same thing that I could just order and you could order right now by going online to their website at rockauto.com. Their catalog's unique and remarkably easy to navigate. I've now gone several times, and it has really been very easy to get in and out of the website. So go right now, see all the parts available for your car or truck, and write Locked On in their How Did You Hear About Us box so they know we sent you. Amazing selection, reliably low prices, and all the parts your car will ever need at rockauto.com. So here are the seniors going into next year. That now, under this rule, regardless of if this season happens or not, they can come back and they can play another season. You've got, I think, 11 of them total. I'll read them all off. Chris Elmore, Kingsley Jonathan, Devon Clark, Rex Culpepper, Abdul Adams, Aaron Service, Patrick Davis, Nikeem Johnson, Josh Black, Aaron Hackett, Cody Roscoe, McKinley Williams. We were sort of talking before we started this podcast a pretty good list for this situation because not a ton of, oh yeah, that's an NFL guy. He pops off the page. No chance he comes back. There are going to be some. I think a Kingsley Jonathan is someone that you'd love to have back, but you wonder, you think he could probably get some NFL looks and at least right. be an undrafted. There's a season he's a guy who's who could see his stock really rise this year Yeah. now that he's a full-fledged starter. Yeah, Aaron Service, another guy that I would say if I had to guess is probably going to get some NFL looks per se. Can I because, throw another name at, yeah. out of that group too? How about Aaron Hackett? Yeah. With the yeah. ever importance and the evolution of the tight end position, he's a guy that I really like in this off. In fact, so my favorite player on offense and my favorite player to watch on defense. I'm not saying they're the best player, but my favorite guys to watch on each side of the ball are on this list. Yeah. You know how much I love Kingsley Jonathan. And then Aaron Hackett is my favorite guy to watch on this offense. Yeah. If they come back, that's huge for the Syracuse team. That's huge for Tyler. (laughs) And yeah, it's huge for me too. Like, it would have been like the same level of excitement you would have had if Riley Leonard was the quarterback (laughs) of the Syracuse team. Anyway, but you look through this list and there's talent top to bottom on it. And that's what makes it so important. And another reason why I think this could be a good thing because, 
okay, we've listed off a couple of guys who could get NFL looks. But let's say they're, I don't know, let's say they're a a, seven, a fringe seventh-round guy or you're going to have to claw your way through camp as an undrafted free agent. Well, if that's the case, why not come back? I'll be 22 or 23 years old. I'll. It, it's going to be the Joe Burrow thing, all right? And, and people can say, oh, well, what doesn't age come into factor at some point? Not really. I mean, Joe Burrow was the number one overall pick, and he was 23 years old. It was the first time, or no, the second time or third time ever that a Heisman winner had been older than the NFL MVP. So I don't think age is going to be something that necessarily takes things away. It's what you do and how you can produce. If you're going to go out there and be like Joe Burrow and produce otherworldly statistics at your spot and be an absolute game wrecker on the field, they're not going to care if you're a year older. They just want production. Yeah, but it also goes back to the discussion we get into from an NBA draft standpoint with Syracuse a lot, where it's that professional league is tempting, and these kids are— But I think it's a little different with football, and here's why. It's because football you've got a threshold of you have to stay at least three years, Mm -hmm. whereas basketball you can come out after you're, what, 18 or 19 years old. So it's a little different in that regard because now you're looking at guys who are 18, 19 as opposed to 22, 23. Yeah. Four years is a difference. One year I don't think is a huge difference in that regard. Yeah, but I, I do think if you're a good Syracuse, if you're a Kingsley Jonathan, let's just obviously we don't know what's going on in his head right now. We don't know the type of season he's going to put up, but let's use him as an example. If he has a good season this year and he's in the NFL discussion, this is his best chance to be an NFL football player. I agree. Is by I going. Mean, if, if you're going to be taken in rounds three through six, oh, absolutely. You're probably going. Yeah, e- if, I think if, even if maybe not if you have a guarantee, but if you're getting advisors in your ear and they're saying that I'm with you, I think that's exactly what's going. Yeah, on. Yeah, I think even I, I don't even know if any of these guys are going to get drafted. It would take a pretty substantial leap from a Jonathan or a Service or even a Josh Black, maybe as another guy, given his sort of skill set I guess but I I don't know I think even if they have undrafted free agency potential and your dream is to play in the NFL I think it's tempting so I guess what I'm saying is if you're in the NFL discussion you're probably going to go would be my sort of view on this now there's also going to be a camp of guys that like an Abdul Adams I don't really know where he falls in the NFL picture in a year. It depends on this season very much so. But we are, we do know that he has already spent a year not playing football. So I don't know his exact age, but he, he's going to be spending his fifth year on a college campus this upcoming right. year. And then you're saying, okay, after this year, he could come back and spend a six-year? I I do think, I mean, we just left college not that long ago, me more recently. There was a sense of me that was like, yeah, I think it's my time to move on with my life. And I think... Yeah, and it's funny you bring that up, too, because Afatu Melifanwu said just exactly what you're saying. And basically, the conversation was, when he was asked on a Zoom conference last week, it was... What do you think of the fact that you could come back for a sixth year? Because he's going to be a redshirt junior, so he's logged, he, he will have logged four right. years at the end of this year. And he was kind of like, listen, it's one of those things where I don't want to come back for a sixth year, but if I have to, I have to. And I'm going to do it if it, if it extends my football life. So I, I think Afatu is going to be a guy who, after his redshirt senior year, will have 
NFL potential, and he won't need that sixth year. But for some other guys, who knows? And, and you think about a guy like Tommy DeVito, if he gets that sixth year, then you're looking at someone who he he kind of has could be like Joe Burrow, where he's not going to have the the stock going into that year, but maybe at the end of the year he catapults himself up into the draft conversation. And maybe not Joe Burrow all the way to the number one pick, but maybe you you turn yourself into a, a fourth round quarterback or something like that. Yeah, I, I, what I would say is. I think as, and this is going to sound weird because I have not reached this stage of life, of course, but I feel like as a 35 or a 40-year-old, it is pretty easy to reflect on your college life, maybe the same way we would reflect on high school or middle school and be like, wow, I'd do anything to just be back in that. Or I would have just loved to have been in college for the rest of my life and just soak up another year, right? But when you're 22, 23, or like closer to the age that we are now, there's a part of you that's like, I want to get to that next step in life. And even the way we're seeing a lot of these college and high school athletes opt out, or I guess high school kids say, I'm just going to go to the G League, like Adarius basically said, I don't really want to do school. That's become more of a wave. And I think these young adults are getting in their head more now, like, I want to get to that stage in my life where I'm not worrying about school. I think there is that a little right. bit. And it's different too. Like even there are some people who are listening to this now and thinking, what are you talking about? Like when I was in college, I wanted to ride it out for another four years after this. Yeah. Okay. Listen, that's, that's your opinion and that's fine, but you got to realize what's on the other side. Cause the other side of the past year for you as the college student was you're entering the workforce and it's a daily grind. The other side of the past year for these athletes is million dollar paydays, yeah, and traveling the the country and, and living the NFL lifestyle. It's it's very different in that regard. Yeah, maybe not so much for those guys we listed just now, but right. definitely there's some potential. And in order for them to get to that dream and sort of prove the naysayers wrong, they'd probably have to start the process as early as possible and be as appealing to NFL teams and NFL scouts as possible. So. Anything Absolutely. else on, on the whole eligibility thing? It's, it's going to be weird times. It is, but I do think Syracuse, especially on that defensive line with the names that you listed off, if those guys, maybe not all of them, but I would imagine all but maybe one or two are coming back of that crop to play an, an extra year, a fifth year for free. That's a really good haul you're bringing back on yeah. the defensive line. When you look at... Josh Black, McKinley Williams, and maybe Kingsley Jonathan. That's a strong defensive line. And we're going to talk more defensive line because there was some recruiting news. But to have them kind of learn as understudies of that group who's getting an extra year because of external circumstances, that is going to be really, really big and important for this team moving forward. And again, I think that's why all of this could set up Syracuse for a little bit of success, especially in the ACC as a result of this. Now, you could also say a lot of other teams are going to be experiencing yeah. the same success too. So, I, I But I do think Syracuse is definitely in the upper tier of programs that would be benefiting from this. I agree, especially because they're sort of on the younger side right now and probably will be on the younger side next year as well. All right, well, let's get into Elijah Fuentes after a quick break here, the new recruit for Syracuse. 
All right, so Syracuse also picked up a recruit over the weekend on the football side. Number 18 in this class that continues to grow. Elijah Fuentes, a local kid of sorts from Bronx, New York. Great to see them staying in their territory, picking up a pretty solid three-star prospect here. Had a decent offer sheet. Wake Forest, Duke, Boston College, and Rutgers were some of the other power conference schools involved in it seems like this was quite the recruiting battle. Shout out to Nick Monroe, who was his main recruiter. I think he deserves a lot of props here because by all accounts, Fuentes was very close to going to Boston College at one point and then very close to going to Rutgers at one point. And it almost seemed like it was a done deal, so much so that there were even some crystal ball projections on the BC side of things. Which talk- Not Steve Wiltfong, though. Yeah. Not Steve. <laughs> Our Steve boy always Steve hits a home out. run on this stuff. Yeah, and he had a good article that we will dive into probably tomorrow on the show about how the Maybe entire touch a little bit here too. Yeah, yeah, the entire defensive line class really is is starting to look sneaky good, as he put it. This 2021 class. So Fuentes is the latest member, six three two sixty, and I got a chance to look at some of his tape type pretty quick for six three two sixty. Definitely a prospect that. I think is kind of shows that we're heading in the right direction as a program here. If you can beat out some schools that are on your level, Boston College, Duke, Wake Forest in your conference. Also, Rutgers is not on our level, but they've got Greg Schiano now where they're starting to kind of maybe be on an uptick and get back to where they were. And then it's a local guy. I mean, that's what we've been kind of clamoring for. Attack the New York state area and get more of those guys. Yeah, when you've got Dave Clawson and Dave Cutcliffe coming up north to check these guys out and want in on them, that's, I think, a good sign, too. And one of the things that Steve Wiltfong, who wrote that article about the Syracuse defensive line recruits for this uh, this class of 2021, is he talked about the blend of size and strength. You got size on the outside or size on the inside and strength. And then on the outside, you've got the speed when you think of a guy like Hayden Nelson, among others. So yeah. I think that's something that, and when you look at Fuentes, he's kind of got that dual threat of it, of the size and the strength up the middle. And this could be a, a good defensive team. And think, and we kind of talked about it too. They're going to be able to learn under some really talented players on the defensive line for a, a year. And I think that's going to be invaluable for them because, I mean, you got Josh Black, who if it weren't for injuries, he would have started all four years of his college career and he he's a valuable piece McKinley McKinley Williams also a valuable piece I think Jonathan Kingsley could have started at least three years for this team but guess what he was just kind of given the the unfortunate draw of the fact that he was playing behind all ACC caliber guys and NFL caliber guys the entire time yeah no I I think this is it's definitely was a point of interest going into this cycle was defensive line because the way things are heading here, who knows that they're done? I think if they are done, they've already kind of reeled in a very nice class defensive line-wise in this 2021 cycle. Good to see it is getting some national attention from a national recruiting analyst like Steve Wilfong. Who never misses. No, who never, misses. never misses. He's He's got the answers to the test. Yeah, <laughs> for sure. So three of their top five guys in this class are defensive line. Fuentes does not fall into that category, but you've got guys like Gear Moss and Terry Lockett. That's three of the top five. The other two are Lampsom and Deuce Chestnut, your top two recruits in this cycle. So that shows you right there. Defensive line is the best position group by far 
in this class. Now, Gear is a defensive end. Lockett Moss, defensive tackles. Fuentes, the guy we're talking about now, who's the most recent one, he's a defensive tackle. Kind of a three-technique guy, but fifth best prospect in the entire state of New York. Malik Matthew was the fourth best prospect in the entire state of New York, a linebacker, defensive player that Syracuse has also picked up a commitment from. So what did we talk about when our pal Matthew Gutierrez wrote that whole thing over the at the Athletic on rebuilding the football program? One of the main bullet points that a lot of the alumni thinks needs to change is get back to recruiting better in-state. Well, you've now got a commitment from number four in New York State and number five in New York State in the 2021 class. That's about as good as probably we could have expected. Yeah, it's it's a step-by-step thing. And again, we, when we were talking about rebuilding the program, that can't happen overnight, obviously. But what you can do is brick by brick, and boom, you've you've layered the first brick down, all right? Now you got to focus on some of the other things, alumni relations, that... That seems like an easy thing to fix. And maybe that is something that can kind of be fixed overnight. But And then you get into the facilities and stuff like that. But getting these in-state guys is big. One other thing I want to bring up about Fuentes Mm -hmm. and really the rest of this class of 2021 is this might be it or close to it. It's getting there. In terms of the cap of how many players that you're going to see commit to this Orange team because of the fact that you mentioned 18 right now. And usually Dino hovers in the – the 20 to 26 range. But now that you've got guys coming back for because of this blanket waiver True. for COVID-19, this could kind of cap it. Because even though those guys aren't going to count against the scholarships per se, that doesn't mean... Because, again, this, this waiver is for everybody that's playing. So that doesn't mean necessarily that you're going to... Uh, you're going to be able to add guys because they're going to see playing time. And again, playing time is is the greatest currency you can offer in terms of recruiting. So when they when you're taking away some of that currency from from what they're looking for in a school, that's when okay, maybe maybe it's it's not for you and I'll go to a different school or something like that. So I think when when playing time is something that is not I don't want to say guaranteed as much, but for the lack of a better term, is not as guaranteed. I guess it's a little murkier for your long-term future at a program. That is when you're going to run into some recruiting troubles. Not troubles necessarily, but yeah. you'll you'll have a little bit more difficult of a time recruiting some of these guys because of the fact that you're going to have some guys hanging around for an extra year. We've heard Dino talk about how in this landscape where it is constantly evolving, changing, it's unprecedented times, that's kind of where you find out how good your coaching staff is, and that's where these coaches have to sort of prove their worth a little bit. There is a case to be made that I think this is an opportunity, given how weird this landscape is for college football, that it could benefit the underdog a little bit. If Syracuse has the infrastructure there, like I think both you and I think they do between the coaching staff and what they're building maybe this gives them kind of an opportunity to separate themselves against their peers because this isn't just your normal run-of-the-mill season this is going to have a lot of different pieces to it and not even just this season but going forward in general recruiting wise this whole landscape is going to be flipped upside down so I don't know I, I do think there's a chance that Syracuse this whole process, everything we've been talking about today could be good for the football program. 
I will say this. If there's something that's impressed me of who won the summer in terms of Syracuse athletics, I think it is Dino Babers. Because the way that he had navigated recruiting through this entire time and he was going back through some back channels of his past to pulling guys from places like Hawaii, California, all that stuff, the way that he has improvised through this pandemic has been so impressive to me. And I'm not here to just play cheerleader for a program that right now recruiting-wise is is sitting outside the top 50, but the way that he has gone about it, and I think a number of these players are going to outperform some of their rankings because – of the fact that they're not getting some of these camps, and for some of them, they may not get their high school seasons. But just when you watch some of them play, I think they did find a couple of gems, and that's a big credit to Dino Babers. Yeah, I agree with you. All right, that'll do it for today's episode. We're here with you every single weekday on the Locked on Syracuse podcast. You can find the show on Twitter at LO underscore Syracuse and get the podcast wherever you listen to your podcast. Feel free to rate five stars, subscribe, do all that good stuff for us, which helps us out a lot. Tomorrow on the show, we'll be talking some basketball recruiting. Got to catch you guys up maybe on some 2021 news. A couple little reports have come out in terms of different players and where Syracuse stands on them. And we'll kind of dive into what's left in that 2021 class. And honestly, probably even more of 2022 and 2023, because we love looking ahead to basketball recruiting here on the show. So keep an eye out for that tomorrow, wherever you get your podcast. but that'll do it for today's episode. For Tyler, I'm Tim, and we'll talk to you guys tomorrow. Bye.